your powers, oh clumsy old man. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns with Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. Bubba, 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 Star Wars collection. Watch out, Black Vader! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive! Formative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest Ghost. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars, early bird certificate packet, new from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Wampa Wampa. Welcome to the podcast of January 11th, or 2011. 2011, Steve. You know, I haven't written it wrong on my checks even once. Uh, I've been guilty of it a couple times. <laughs> I'm pretty psyched, but uh, it's the 12th episode, which means how long have we been doing this, Steve? One year. It's One crazy. whole year. Still and, alive. And it's a celebration. <laughs> We're going to try to do as many features as possible, Steve. I mean, can you even name all of the features on the Kivecast? I kind of lost track. I, I, we're making a list here. It just goes and goes. So Market we'll watch, story time, yak to my face, maybe even Steve. And we didn't talk about this in the pre-show, a little bit of vintage world tour, a, a mini, Ooh. mini world tour. I put, like that. Putting our toe back in familiar waters, but we'll get to that Good later. Deal. All right. We'll get to feedback. Uh, we'll get to feedback at the end. But last month, uh, I don't know about you, Steve, but I had a blast recording that. Did you have fun recording last oh, month? Oh, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> just just having Bart there was great. And yeah. uh, I sort of asked around. and I think people like the conversational, but they also want it to be structured at the same time so it's not too much yeah. about our personalities. So uh, right. we're, we're going to give uh, Low Bart a call later, and uh, he'll, he'll be in the episode, but maybe not sort of always – there, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it how it rides. <laughs> okay, but because I love structure, Steve, let's start with my movie observation. <laughs> so this one's a little bit more broad, and it came to me as I was uh, thinking about somebody who just uh, they just did something, and I, I thought they were being really dumb, mm. and it, it got me on this line of thinking. And have you ever realized how good Darth Vader is at insulting people? <laughs> Well, are you insulting them by killing them, or just not, not just by just... killing them? He's a wordsmith. <laughs> just, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's obviously your powers are weak, old man, which is one of the greatest insults you can ever tell somebody who's even like three. You could say that to me, you know, like if I'm like, you know, I'm just a couple years older than you, and uh, you know, you are not a Jedi yet. But the one that really kills me is, uh, is if, if you if you just watch Empire, just think about the life of Admiral. Is it Ozil or Ozzy? Oh man, he does get the shaft. He gets. The, first of all, he's like he is as clumsy as he is stupid. He's as clumsy as he is stupid. Just think about that one for a while. I mean, if you said that to somebody, they would deck you. You are as clumsy as you are stupid. And then he chokes him out by video conference. You know, he like Skype. It's not even in the same room. Yeah. Exactly. Skype murders him. So, uh, anyways, that that's my observation that uh, he is clumsy as he is stupid is one of the meanest things you could possibly say. 
And I, I think, think that's right. You know, ever since the Sebastian Shaw, the sparkly, glowy Anakin, and you were right, Luke, all that, like, we forget <laughs> how mean and how bad he was. Not yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so anyways, that's... Uh... <clears throat> Your power's a weak old man. You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. I want that ship, not excuses. But, uh, you know, it's been... It was Christmas, right? So did, did you get anything fun uh, Star Wars for Christmas, Steve? Actually, no, no Star Wars stuff. Um, it was a pretty mellow Christmas. I just ate myself silly. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, was... Uh, like like I said, I got my son the ATAT. Oh, man. So, that must have been fun opening that thing up. Yeah, it was, and setting it up, and it makes all the noises. And he, He's actually... <laughs> he's allowing vintage figures in there, too. So Ooh. That, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good Christmas. You know, we had the... Uh, the Secret Santa thing, and that, that went off pretty oh, well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Although, I've yeah. actually never responded that I got my thing, and whoever got my thing never responded that I got them something. So it's it's a mystery, then. <laughs> so I'm not going to yell at that person for not saying thanks, because I haven't said thanks yet. Um, <laughs> well, you know, next month is going to be our love episode, Steve. So, oh, uh, boy. Did I say week or month? <laughs> next month uh, is going to be know. our love episode. <laughs> We're going to get uh, Steve on, awesome. the, on the speed dating. and <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's good. 12, 12 months, Steve. I can't believe it. <laughs> I just took a, took a sip from my Emperor Cup. 12 months. <laughs> uh, and then we've been traveling, though. Uh, Where did you yes. go, Steve? I went to the great state of Kentucky and also Tennessee, actually. But uh, I was visiting a collector, Brock Walker, which I'm sure a lot of you guys know. And... Uh, We've been good friends for a long time, and every couple of years I try and get out there and visit them. And, uh, man, it was cold. <laughs> oh, man, it's like terrible you know, for you, Steve. Snowing and freezing. Oh, it wasn't cold? <laughs> oh, man, that's but terrible. See, what's really, what's really going to put you off is when I got off the plane in L.A., when I got back, it was like 80 degrees outside in January. So I, I could have gone into shock. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> we should set up like a little uh... – like you know, people can text Steve to eight four eight four, and you'll get like five ten dollars each time to help you cope with the trauma. With the, yeah, I actually loved it, man. It was great. I needed it. Yeah, that, but, that uh, that's awesome, though. I mean, that's yeah. uh, it's pretty funny because Steve and I wound up visiting uh, vintage friends. I mean, they're not vintage, uh, but, you know. They're <laughs> friends through the hobby at the same time, and uh, you know, you, you got to go to beautiful. What is it? Is it Murray, Kentucky? Yeah, Murray, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Murray, Kentucky. Brock Walker, Murray, Kentucky. Something funny about that. And uh, I got to go down to basically West Point uh, in in New York. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I got to see Matthias, friend of the podcast, um, uh, who is just in town in his fabulous advertising job where he looks at ketchup. <laughs> um, and uh, it was at Ron Salvatore's house. Uh, Mike Ritter Very was cool. there. And John Alvarez was there. So Ooh, it, was, it was quite the, the murderer's row. Of, I think uh, we should have – we're trying to get a taste of everything. So uh, I think the first thing I'd like to touch on is the nostalgia aspect, Steve. All right. Now, as you know, I'm not a big nostalgia guy, right? <laughs> I guess not. Sort yeah. of. Semi? Yeah, semi. I mean okay. you're, you're not a nostalgia guy because you, know, you were not even born well, when Attack of the Clones came a, out. A, <laughs> I got a weird nostalgia. I'm kind of a just oddball in that sense. I shouldn't really be nostalgic yet. I still am somehow. So I don't know. <laughs> right. So what? What I I was at Ron's house. You know, around the most amazing 
just the most amazing collection I've ever seen. Just absolutely jaw-dropping everywhere you go. I mean, the the toilet paper was literally proof cards. Like, they, I'm not even exa- – okay, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But uh, the thing that struck me the most was that he had a shipping box for uh, plush R2-D2s, ah. which is pretty cool. But then I look at it, and if if you're from Massachusetts, I just suggest you just pull over right now because uh, it it was the toy store in Massachusetts, Mr. Big's Toyland. And this huh. was on Moody Street in Waltham. Now, the thing is, Steve, every Saturday on uh, WSPK uh, TV 38, they would air the Creature Double Feature, which was basically two Godzilla movies back-to-back. Awesome. (laughs) And they would air the same Mr. Big's Toyland commercial like 50 times every single hour. I guess they expected a lot of kids in the audience then, huh? (laughs) Exactly. You just got inundated. And you'd go there and had all these awesome Japanese toys and Star Wars toys, and it it really is the most powerful – Memory more than Toys R Us, more than any other toy store. Mr. Big's Toyland, which of course doesn't even it it closed twenty years ago. Uh, that's a bummer. So that was very exciting, which uh, should should bring us to the news. But wait a minute, Steve. Uh oh, you hear that sound? No, oh, I hear it again. I hear it again. I didn't think he was going to call so early, but uh, I think we got to have a visit with bring the low bar, the low barts. Bart? 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 To the windows! To the back! To the back! Till the sweat drops off John Hoss's head! Till I find that 41 back! Well, we're, we're live here at the Kivecast Studios. Outstanding. How are things up in Fremont? Uh, rocking and rolling. Awesome. <laughs> it's, uh, it's snowing here, as, as, as can be expected. Actually, I don't know that, but I don't even have to look anymore. <laughs> it's just constantly snowing. <laughs> so you caught us, uh, Bart. We were just about to go into the news, uh, where I was about to unveil a very exciting thing that I discovered at Ron Salvatore's collection. Well, I didn't really discover wow. it. I saw it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, dis- discoveries are made by those who claim them. Uh, but when we saw that you called, Lil Bart, we, we, had, to get, we had to get to you. So... What have you done for us lately, Lobart? <laughs> what have you done for us lately? <clears throat> well, probably the best the best uh, piece that I figured out was how to get uh, the podcast on the front of the archive. Ca- I, I mean, the archive cast on the front of the archive. So that's right. So everyone can go to the swca.com, and right there is the beautiful Wampa Wampa logo, as designed by Lobart. Yeah, it's funny. I just kind of stumbled upon it the other day. I'm like. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, I hadn't been from? on there for a while. I'm like, where did that come from? And then uh, and then, how are things going with tracking how many listeners we have? Uh, pretty good. We're going to be starting a new program. Um, I've gotten an uh, upgrade to my knowledge car- uh, cartridge for my AJ uh, sub next blind six. So, so, so what's the number, Bart? Oh, uh, well, what you have to do is you have to do some calculations on how much uh, – Server space. So, so, so the number is, is what, Lobart? We have about 412, 39, what? Wait, Steve, he <laughs> doesn't have an answer. You know, you know what that makes no me want to say about him, don't you, Steve? Uh-oh. Uh, there's several things. I don't know which yeah. one you're going to You're as clumsy there. as you are stupid, Lobart. <laughs> clumsy as he is. Oh! <laughs> you see, Steve, we should know within the next couple months. Is that right? 
yeah, I'm going to be doing some stuff on the site so that we have the tracking tied in, and we'll, we should have some good numbers probably by the uh, end of the next podcast. Awesome. Well, awesome. well that's great. For, for the for the Kivecast listeners out there, we've never really done this, but if you could uh, get other people to listen, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? Right? I mean uh, – Spread the word. Spread the word. You know, Download it. Uh, there's a lot of collectors I know who, who don't listen to it, which is cool, but you could download it and not listen to it. Um, the, the one piece of, uh, of numbers that I did have, uh, Stephen Bart, which you, you may find kind of funny. Um, now I'm not that bitter of a guy. Isn't that right, Bart? Not that bitter. Not that bitter. But, uh, <laughs> you know, last month we posted on Rebel Scum that we had a new, a new thing, you know, a new episode out. And that's pretty slight, you know, we had 327 views and 18 replies. And then about a couple of days later, someone posted... How old is your computer? And uh, that beat us out by 150 views and 11 <laughs> responders. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, <laughs> what, what 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 do you want? Okay, well the audience obviously knows what it wants. It wants quality. It wants some content about vintage Star Wars collectibles. But uh, or vintage computers. <laughs> exactly. How old is your computer? I've got a 10 gig. Pentex, three twenty Pearl. You know, mine really slow. What are you kidding me? <laughs> I can barely type what I'm typing right now. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that's our that's our uh, Kivecast uh, guilt trip of the month. All right, Lobart. Well, since you're here, uh, why don't we segue into the news and uh, we'll we'll do a little bit of the news with you. Sweet. News from the it's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. The news from Kenner. Here's the news. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. The news from Kenner. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. New, 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 new. All right, so we're back uh, with the uh, local news. It's Kenner's news. News. Uh, when we left off, uh, Lobart, right before you called, it was when I was talking about Mr. Big's Toyland, and uh, you remember the commercials from the Creature Double Feature, right? Yep. But anyways, the other stuff that I saw at, at Ron's, so the thing about uh, old, old, incredibly old school collectors is uh, the stuff that they consider to be not that cool would be like the coolest stuff in your collection, right? Most definitely. So, so at one point, Ron uh, pulls out this this whole this giant, a couple of boxes of uh, of uh, carded figures, and you know they're just basically a full run of mint uh, carded figures, and uh, he starts pulling out these uh, quality control sample stickers, right? So, Bart, you have one of those, right, in your lo- in your Lobot collection? Yep. Right. So you have the 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 QC sample. And I start looking at them, and they're all they're all pretty uh, they're all pretty standard. They're all pretty. Most of them are for uh, Empire Strikes Back. At least most of the ones that have survived. Mine's a forty-one back. Uh, yours is what a forty-five back, Bart. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And and Steve, you, you don't have any, right? We already discussed that. I uh, I do have one. It's uh, it's an ATSD driver that has the. Um, it doesn't have a sticker, but it has a uh, a card. Staple to the front. 
But oh, wow. Same kind of idea. Right. But yeah. So I'm looking through, and you know, they all seem the same, except for one, guys. Do you know what it was? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a 12-back. Whoa. That goes back. <laughs> I saw, and I thought, a 12-back quality control sample. I mean, that's got to be really early in the line. And uh, this will be on the show notes. I asked Ron's permission to show this. And and let me tell you what it says on the sticker. Must contain the label on back. And it's signed by the guy, 9-11-1980. Must contain the label on back. So I flip over the back, and what is it but a 1232 back? So if you don't know what that is, and we're trying to get to all of our features, so let's have a little <laughs> bit of vintage vocab. We let them folks change our vocabulary. Change our vocabulary. It's vintage. A while since we've done vintage vocab, eh, Steve? Yeah, man. It's, I, I'm trying to remember the last one. I don't, I can't recall. Well, you know, we're we're gonna try to get them all, right? Collect them all. <laughs> so speaking of collect them all, <clears throat> how do you collect all 32 action figures? Well, back in the day, uh, Kenner had lots of overstock of 12 backs. So anyone who collects figures knows there's an awful lot of 12 backs out there. So what Kenner did was they added a sticker on the bottom of 12 backs. And it says, collect all 32 action figures. And it shows the 20 figures that had come out since the 12-back era. So that included the 8 figures that uh, were from Star Wars, and then Boba Fett, and then the next, whatever it was, 10 or 11. My math is really bad today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 the other 11. So these are really rare to find. I mean, I, uh, I've been trying to find a Chewbacca one for a while. They, they come up for sale, but they're usually too expensive. But they're really cool because they show this weird time in between Empire and... I mean, it's not even in between Empire and Star Wars, right? Because right, it's, it's in the 32... It's in the 32 back era. Yeah, so the Empire figures are already out there. Right, they've been out there for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just always wondered, you know, were these – I assume they were put on at the factory, but I didn't know exactly, you know, when they were or anything like that. And I've never seen any – I certainly have never seen any pre-production material for it. So uh, it was it was really exciting because I, I was just sitting there and he was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, that, that is pretty cool. Yeah, all right. But, you know, me, I mean, at first I saw the Mr. Big Toyland thing, and then I saw this, and I was just, <laughs> I was in nerd heaven. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was very exciting. So we at least know that they, uh, that that's when they, it was around September 1980 that they put these things out there, and that they finally realized what they had to do with the overstock. And then if, if that wasn't enough of a shoehorn of a feature, uh, we also have a little bit of a story time. So I, I wasn't able to record anything with him because, frankly, I was just a little intimidated hanging out with all those, like, really cool guys. And so I was going to be like, who wants to record me with Blue Snowball? Uh, but uh, I, but uh, I had Ron email me with his story about how he got it. So let's have Bart read it. Here's an oldie but goodie. Once upon a time. Long ago. Hey. 
Ticolo Carbon. Ticolo Carbon Story Time. Hit it! Hit it! Toronto, gosh! All right, Mr. Rogers and Slick Rick together at last. So, reading the email from Ron, and you have no idea how he sounds, Bart, so don't even try to impersonate him. Well, okay. <laughs> Actually, that's exactly how he sounds. Uh, the email will be read by Lobart. The QCs came from a guy who worked in Cincy. He'd saved a ton of the stuff in his house outside Cincy. The old guy with some disabilities. I wanted to say he worked in the Berkeley area, i.e. over by the morgue, but I can't remember for sure. His basement was full of that stuff, including regular toys with QC stickers, a case of three packs, a lots of QC catalog multi-packs, just loads of stuff. Unfortunately, his basement had flooded at some point, so a lot of it was water damaged. I probably got it around 2002. And scene. Toronto, gosh. Nice one, Bart. <laughs> so how's that for story time? I mean, uh, how many things are there in there? First of all, you know, it's a story of someone who went to Cincinnati and fished all this stuff out uh, as part of the whole kind of the, the raiding cruise. And uh, I like that he makes reference to the morgue. And uh, which is the place where Kenny would throw stuff away. But what I love is all the stuff that was in this guy's basement. A full case of three packs? Wow. And then all the QC stuff? Yeah, so that's uh, that's quite amazing. And I, uh, I well, that, that made my, my year. <laughs> it almost sounds like a scene from a horror movie, like going down to this, like, Flooded, creepy basement full of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and then he's got some kind of disability. Like he's got like a hunchback. <laughs> I don't know if he meant hunchback. Great, now we've offended all of our hunchback listeners. Yeah. Which we'd know how many we had, Lobart, if you'd been doing our hunchback tracker. Well, if it's any more than the people who like to talk about old computers, I'm, I'll be excited. <laughs> <laughs> Two years old. Three years old. Four years. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, some uh, pop culture, Steve. What all happened? Right, vintage in pop culture. Well, I don't know. I bet you a lot of you guys have watched the uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars episodes over the last couple of years, and uh, they just put one out. Uh, I guess it was last month, and um, I caught it when I was visiting Brock, <laughs> and uh, it just kills me. There's a segment all dedicated to prune face the most random probably like no not like completely nonsensical figure in the line um and uh i don't know if you guys have seen it but you have to check it out uh it yeah is we'll, just we'll include hilarious. a link what is it if there's danger in the room it must be prune <laughs> no, what, what is it if the face is a prune action goes boom <laughs> <laughs> so uh and the, the best part about it uh i guess from a vintage perspective is uh when it's over it just shows a screenshot of a carded prune face. It just says prune face got an action figure anyway. And it has okay. a picture of the gear, which just actually looks pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, that was but, a funny uh, thing. I actually I looked on Google Images to try and see if I could find that exact one. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, di- I didn't find it. 
Yeah, there's there's some other great uh, stuff with. It's always the you know, Return of the Jedi characters that, especially in that episode, that's really, really spot on, just hilarious. So, if anyone, you know, if you get a chance, you got to check it out. And once again, you know, vintage uh, vintage is in pop culture, and uh, they also like. I don't know if you saw in the Robot Chicken thing the Order sixty six get part. Did you see it yet? By the way, no, I haven't. Oh, Lobart. Dude, go go on the YouTube. A lot of it's on YouTube. They uh, they had this thing where uh, the Emperor explains what orders one through sixty six are. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and it is. I mean, it's really funny. And uh, at one point, he says, "Go on, uh, take a tauntaun on safari." I think it is. And the tauntauns <laughs> are are vintage tauntauns. So, <laughs> in the second robot chicken, they used a uh, vintage uh, Ewoks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Speaking of Ewoks, Steve. Ah, segue. What do you think of that segue, Brad? Am I getting slick or what? <laughs> Very nice. I mean, how old is but... this computer? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Well, it's 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 more news, and this came from uh, this came recently on a thread on Rebel Scum, and that came by way of Imperial Gunnery. So uh, what they have going on over at the Imperial Gunnery is uh, some amazing uh, – there's this really great page made by a friend of the podcast and uh, enthusiastic droid torturer, Joe, uh, where it's all this information about Trilogo 70C backs, um, which uh, I'm not too hip on the whole Trilogo thing. Are, are you, Steve? No, no, not really. I, I just – you know, I've seen you know the different – uh, photo images used for them and stuff, but I really and I know you get a lot of mismatches, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about here. But I'm not, I'm no expert by any means. Well, not quite a mismatch, Steve. So we'll, well, get, quite, we'll, yeah. we'll at some point in the next 50 years of doing this podcast. Uh, but oh, by the way, Steve extended his contract, which is great. Uh, nice. I well, I tripled his welcome, salary. Welcome back, Steve. Welcome I I, I tripled your salary. He drove a hard bargain, but uh, he doesn't know that three times zero is still zero. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what what was discovered? Uh, I guess some people knew about this, but I didn't. But what they used to do is, in particular, in Spain, when they would make uh, Ewok figures, they would use a picture of Wicket, and then just any other Ewok in there. But it wasn't a miscard because the nameplate doesn't the say. The nameplate's right, yeah. Right, the yeah. nameplate's right. So it's a picture of Wicket, and then it says Lumat, Ewok Warrior. And I think there's another one with uh, Paplu, yeah. Or is it Paplo? <laughs> Paplo. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, I consider it to be pretty darn exciting news. It got me to post like the first time in a month because um, <laughs> I now save all my thoughts for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I have two computers. One is like three or four years uh, is four years old. Uh, the other one I just got. Um, I have a Windows ninety eight. I can probably go there. Yeah, yeah that's good. So, anyways, uh, we'll post uh, pictures of that link. But I just think that's amazing, and it's uh, those poor Ewoks. You know, everyone always makes fun of Ewok collectors, and we'll get to Matthias in a second. But. Uh, the idea that it's just a picture, it's just like, eh, they, we could have just said Ewok, you know, and just have a you know, <laughs> picture of fur. <laughs> I guess they try and capitalize on the most popular one, huh? 
Yeah, that makes sense. But then why not say Wicket? You know. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> so that's uh, I consider it to be the most exciting news beyond the QC thing uh, that I've seen this month. Which, man, that's awesome, isn't it? One one year into doing this, and there's still this this level of cool stuff. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much all the news. But why don't we get to a a nugget, Steve and Bart? Splendid, outstanding. I shall raise my pinky. Uh, not that way, you pervert. <laughs> Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. All right, well, let's let's keep with the theme. And what's the theme of the month, Steve? Uh, episode. If the face <laughs> is a prune... Action goes boom. Action goes boom. And uh, the other theme is, in fact, also uh, Ron Salvatore and, and Brock Walker, the two people that we visited this month. Uh, so we picked, or Steve picked, uh, more properly... Two amazing items uh, of prune phase pre-production material, and my theory is this stuff's going to go skyrocketing, don't you think? Yeah, with all this uh, publicity with the robot chicken, I mean, they just totally made him a badass. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> prune phase is so hot right now. <laughs> so hot. So uh, why don't uh, let's see? You're more of a 3D guy, and I'm more of a 2D guy. So uh, why don't uh, we're going to talk about the hard copy and the blueprint? So, yeah. So the blueprint is a really cool thing, and we'll put a link to this. And uh, there's, for certain action figures, they still have the original blueprints that were drawn for the figures. Uh, the ones for the first 12 are circulated, and they were widely Xeroxed, so there's a fair number of those out there. And those are kind of rudimentary. What I like about the prune face one uh, is that it's very detailed like the you can see i mean it really is actually a pretty good figure yeah well, okay it really, it really <laughs> it's a it's a figure i mean it's pretty cool but the but the the blueprint is amazing and uh once again ron salvatore's writing is is pretty good ah prune face what kid didn't love this guy? Not only was he an action-packed hero of the Rebel Alliance, one might surmise that he was reasonably good for the digestion. <laughs> <laughs> this blueprint for Kenner's figural vision of the character owned by Prune... Uh, okay. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so it has all the numbers surrounding him with all the all the colors. So that's one of the most uh, valuable... Is that, is that colors or is that the number of pockets he in different little... <laughs> Places he can stuff stuff on his outfit. It's, it's true. He's got more pockets than that guy from Blues Traveler. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, he does have a lot of pockets. What, what do you think he has in all those pockets? Um, probably some things we shouldn't mention on the podcast yeah, after no seeing the uh, the robot chicken video. I don't know. It's true. <laughs> like suicide pills in case he gets caught by the Empire. <laughs> Probably extra eye patches in case the other eye like secretes some kind of jelly. Uh, Maybe a different headband for his prune. Yeah, that's true. And at least a couple cigars also. Yeah, he does seem to have like, little cigar pockets in the front. 
But I mean, of course, what everyone loves about Prune Face is at a certain point in every Star Wars collector's life, they go, wait, that guy wasn't in Jabba's Palace? See, I, I used to think I was the only one as a kid who thought that. I really didn't even know who he was. That uh, I was He's only later guard, enlightened. Right? No, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're as clumsy as you are stupid. <laughs> he is a uh-huh. rebel. I had to line it up for you. And he'll there. never be any good, Bart. Oh, man. I just made a revelation about him being a rebel. Right. I, I don't know if you guys are David Bowie fans, but he is the rebel rebel with he, the eye patch. <laughs> uh, that's right. Wow, man. We are really riffing on, uh, on Prune work Face. Working the Prune. Working the Prune. And then also, this was something I had the pleasure of, of seeing in person, is the uh, unpainted hard copy, which we also provide a link to, of uh, Prune Face. Steve, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? But he is the rebel rebel. But he is the rebel rebel. Um, yeah, for this, it's a Dynacast, which is that green urethane that was, you know, for the Return of the Jedi figures for the most part. And, uh, you know, the unpainted ones are for the tooling masters for uh, producing the figures. And, um, I mean, it's it's got all the, you know, standard stuff for hard copies. It's a little bit bigger. Um, and uh, to me, I, I really like the unpainted stuff um, in a way. There's just something interesting about it. I don't know. I mean, the, the hand-painted stuff is great, too, but to see the step before that and kind of just see it in its plain form is uh, really really neat and uh, I'm sure did you get to pick it up uh, I gotta be honest uh, there were so many other things next to it and near it that I was more interested in that uh, uh, and poor prune face poor prune face <laughs> <laughs> and also the uh, desire to not break anything there was was, was pretty high absolutely understandable um, you know I was still trying to play it cool Oh well, just because they're it's quite heavy. I mean, it doesn't even feel like an action figure. Um, yeah, you hold them. it's it's interesting, but it's a great uh, pairing piece with the blueprint. I mean, we're really we're making him look like the most awesome figure in the line right now. I like it. <laughs> well, Poonface is great. I mean, he's because uh, if you want to collect him, he's cheap. He's out there, <laughs> and yeah, I, I agree what you say though about the about the unpainted stuff. It really has. Uh, Almost like a sculptural quality, you know, like yeah, like exactly. monochromatic uh, Greek sculptures, the bronze or something. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, he's like a Greek god. You guys, I'm getting really into Pruneface. Am I the only one here? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you're just totally late to the party. Late, late. I, I am too late. <laughs> Seth, uh, Seth Green beat me to it. Burn. Ouch. <laughs> All right, then I'm Klaatu Skiffguard. He's the next guy. There you go. No, man, I hate that skiff guard. It's woolly skirt variant. What does that even mean, <laughs> woolly skirt? <sighs> anyway, so that's our nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget from the archive. Well, before we round out this news segment, guys, let's talk about a couple sites of the month. And, uh... You know, this is a time for reflection. It's been 12 months of doing this for who knows how many tens of listeners. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because stories have kind of developed. Things have kind of fed. Um, one thing – why don't we start with the, the negative, Steve? What, what's the one you want to talk about? 
Well, there's the uh, Green Harvest blog that uh, I think that was set up by Gus originally. Is that correct? Yes, I the he was the one that set it up. Executive um, producer and imperial dignitary of this podcast. Yeah, that's right. The GL. And, um, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, basically when the uh, the whole Scott McWilliams hard copy issue was brought to Rebel Scum, there was threat of legal action and um they had the post the original post from the, the website got removed and the blog kind of took up the uh the uh the flag so to speak uh, as far as keeping people updated it's been about a month or so since the last post I actually just started about a month ago so um it kind of documents everything on there um including you know a full rundown of the things to look for as far as finding fakes and then a very interesting uh letter from the uh, perpetrator's lawyer, which I'm sure a lot of people have different thoughts on. Um, but uh, it's it's basically a way of keeping people informed uh, as an alternative to, to posting on the forums. So it's it's, it's very important. Um, that's you know, great information, and uh, hopefully things will kind of uh, continue to sort themselves out. I really don't know what to expect. I don't think anyone does, but it's there, so... Yeah, and it's it. Well, first of all, it's cool because it kind of fully names the Scott McWilliams thing, the Green Harvest uh, scam, and uh, it's it was just such a shame to have everything removed from Rebel Scum. I really think yeah. it was a really decent thing for the hobby uh, to have it just here. It is. No one can take this away from us, and yeah. uh, and I'm pretty sure that even though uh, Phil Hartman tragically passed. I'm pretty sure that Scott McWilliams' lawyer is Lionel Hutz. I move for a bad court thingy. You mean a mistrial? Yeah. That's why you're the judge and I'm the law-talking guy. The lawyer. Right. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, oh, I, have you seen that many misspelled words in a professional letter? Uh, it's pretty rough. Personnel yeah. injury? Uh, liable? He's suing him yeah. for liable. And as for your case, don't you worry. I've argued in front of every judge in the state, often as a <laughs> yeah, lawyer. There's, <laughs> there's some interesting wording for sure. Yeah, um. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. But that's uh, you know, we we meant to mention that last month, but uh, we didn't. So uh, I think it was, it, is. it was Lobart's fault. <laughs> and then on a, on a more happy note, uh, you know, we got to be honest with you, listeners. Uh, we tried to record a debate D8. Uh, it, it didn't go well. So why don't we have a super mini debate D8, one sentence or less, me versus my brother. I think stormtroopers are cooler. He thinks clone troopers are cooler. Hear the song for two seconds, and then we're going to fight. I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. I'm not going to sit here and debate you. And I can't fight. Fight! Okay, I'll start my argument. Bart? Okay, so they have variations, which are very cool for the collector. Uh, they have a personality. They are, um, you know, more depth in their character, and they have their own TV show. So what do you need? Okay, my retort is Stormtroopers are cooler. Steve, who wins? What's the battle? I can't fight. Steve, who wins the argument? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I can, if I can do this. Is it a tie? <laughs> I think it's I think it's a tie. Bart was very uh, thorough, but and, I was uh, very right. Poignant. You were yes. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say right. I was just gonna say poignant. You just you, you went I think right he to... said annoying. <laughs> oh, oh, burn! Powers are weak, old man. 
Um, so, but but to return to the original debate D eight, and to be quite honest, the only debate D eight about the U grade. Uh, there's been a, a great website put up. Uh, it's at powerofthetoys.com backslash AFA. And uh, the thread on Rebel Scum was AFA U-grades kill kittens. <laughs> and it's it's just a very uh, well done... It's In some ways, it's a lot like, uh, like the Green Harvest because it just is a collection of a lot of these... Uh, is a lot of these uh, threads that are about it. It's a lot of the pictures that are really damning, you know, the pictures of all the U-grade card backs just thrown about. I can't even look at those without getting sick. And it's told with a sense of humor. So, anyways, I think people should check that out if they haven't already. Powerofthetoys.com backslash AFA. Okay, so podcast listeners, in our drive to hit every single one of our 7,000 features on this podcast. That's our slogan. More features than listeners. (laughs) (laughs) We can't forget the market watch. One dollar flicks. Market watch. So, Steve, uh, I set you on the market watch. What have you come back with? Well, I uh, went to the usual stomping grounds of eBay, and uh, I just typed in Vintage Star Wars, and um, I started to see a lot of high-priced Power of the Force carded figures, which is something that when I was collecting carded figures, I never dipped into, um, but I always thought they were neat. And uh, I, I knew some were expensive. I just didn't quite grasp how expensive they were so uh, i found a couple that sold over the last month or so and i figured i'd just name a couple um there was an anakin skywalker which was uh it's an afa 75 which you know be that what it is but it sold for two thousand seven hundred and ninety nine dollars which kind of just blew me away it's just weird you don't always think of production stuff having such high price tags then you realize that it, it often does so uh that was one um and there was another there's a couple of those ones those really rare ones that were i guess only released in australia i believe like right. the nikto this one go just australia really... <laughs> oh, crikey <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get that later bart but uh... so this nikto this nikto would sold for fifty one hundred dollars um and that's just i i that's you know that's more than what was it, like think, afa a thousand know... <laughs> AFA eighty, uh, but still, I mean, five thousand bucks. I, I mean, that's you could buy, you know, a, a hard copy or a, you know, piece of photo art or I mean, something, you know, it just blew my mind. Something that, good, that, uh, <laughs> something that does not have Nikto on it. I mean, I, I, I oh, don't, don't give Nikto a hard time. Uh, yeah, cool, well, Nikto I... <laughs> makes prune face look like Lando. Okay. <laughs> good point but uh i mean i don't you know I, I think these are significant you know they're rare i just yeah. didn't realize they were this expensive well f- from um, what i remember with the nikto right it's uh and this is what's hilarious about getting it afa graded is the real fear with nikto and with yoda oh. is that well especially with nikto he's got those horns yes so he yes. just bursts right through that brittle pos uh potf bubble and yeah uh, 
so to find one without a burst bubble is is really hard. So what do you I'd, do? I'd like I'd have to fly over and pick it up if I was going to buy that thing for five thousand yeah. bucks. I would just be biting my nails until it came. Because yeah, you send the it in the mail, then there's no protection in the AFA case, and then you're in big trouble. But uh, anyway, there was one other cool one. Um, this one was uh, a Luke X-wing Power of the Force figure with a coin offer sticker on it, which uh, I guess is a pretty rare thing to find the coin offer stickers on. Power of the Force figures, uh, and that one sold for 260 bucks. Wow. A little more down to earth, but I thought that was cool nonetheless. But to be honest, that's probably more rare than than the Nikto or the Yoda, right? I I'm not sure. I mean, I I it's it's one of those weird like demand things where I, I'm not I, I'm not sure exactly right. how rare it would be. It, it's one of those human human error kind of things with putting a a sticker on there, whereas right. the Nikto was just released in one country, so you, you just don't know. But yeah. it's just crazy how big of a gap there is between both of them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That is a that is a uh, focus collector's dream. Yeah, so basically the market watch confuses everybody because you just don't quite know. There's no, <laughs> there's no middle ground, it seems like. I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah, where, where you have this insanely rare major figure uh, and it sells for 250 bucks, and then literally... Literally, ten times that for Anakin or Nikto is what twenty times that. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> that. That's impressive. Well, cool, Steve. Yeah. That that that's a good market watch. I think you know in in the future because part of the idea of this audio magazine is to just to be an archive of information. Someone will go back and say, "Wow, a Nikto sold for five grand. I wish I could have bought one for that cheap." You know, in theory, they're going to go up. <laughs> Is this thing on, Lobart? I think Lobart was just blown away by that whole thing. <laughs> it was awesome. I really, I really, uh, I like it. Uh, good research, and uh, I think everybody knew the point you were trying to make, Sky. I think that's why I was a little stunned. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in the future, woo, 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 they will use a headphone connector that will make our podcast grow. Woo. <laughs> uh, I am as clumsy as I am stupid. <laughs> hey, wait, that's my line. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, uh, I think uh, we're going to go on to some more more features that involve – I think it's time for us to start seeing other people, Lobart. Um, <laughs> but uh, just a, a quick question because you're you're a part of the podcast, but you're also one of our most fervent listeners, Bart. What's your favorite feature? Uh, I think that – well, I, the drop on the nugget is outstanding. So just right there, the introduction really works. But I, I I actually do like the vocabulary. Not that you've done or there's been that many of them, but I do like when um, I guess we were talking about vintage the last time I was on, and just kind of describing some of the uh, some of the earlier podcasts. You had a couple rounds of you know what makes something uh, you know a special or vintage around it. So right. All right. All right cool. Well, I'm going to sign off, big guys. All right. Sounds All good. Right. Yak 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 
Let's see if this is going to work, Steve. All right. Hello. World of Wonder. Steve, do you hear him? I think I do. Brock, can you hear me? Absolutely. Oh, awesome. my goodness. This is working, everybody. <laughs> How's it going down in Kentucky, Brock? Uh, not too shabby. A little snowy, but you know how that goes. Well, no, I guess, well, you probably did not, but I guess Steve doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. He told me it was very cold there. I felt really bad for him. We, we started up a... Uh, a charity line for him. Uh, you can text him like $10, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he probably needs it too. Yeah. So we're, what we're trying to do is, you know, this is our one-year anniversary of our little show here. and uh, we're anniversary. Thank you very much. Uh, we're, what we're hoping to do is uh, kind of get every one of our features into this one show. And awesome. uh, the one that we don't have is the Yak to My Face segment. So, okay. <laughs> so Steve and I are going to yak to your face about your about your collection, and okay. uh, and uh, you know you can just uh, say 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 what you should do. So, Steve, seeing as you know Brock better, why, why don't you uh, why don't you start the question there? <laughs> All right, All right, Brock. What what is the the main area of interest for you? Uh, primarily these days, it's uh, prototyping and pre production material for. Various things, but more specifically, um, Rebel Soldier, Neonum, and General Maydean. Gotcha. No, no prune face? Uh, no prune face. A little bit of prune face, but not really delve that far into prune face just yet. Because he's so hot. I don't, right I don't want my collection to go, yeah, I don't want my collection to go boom or anything, so. <laughs> right. right on. So, so Rebel right. Soldier, why, why did you pick, uh, Rebel Soldier? Uh, it actually was my favorite childhood figure, believe it or not. I know it's kind of lame, and I catch quite a bit of flack from that from people, but whenever I was a kid, uh, my mom used to carry me to church every Sunday or whatever, and I guess because I would either go to sleep or maybe cause a little bit too much trouble from time to time, she always told me I could bring one little toy with me that would keep me occupied while I was sitting in the pew, and every Sunday, the Rebel Soldier was the figure that went along with me. Wow, that is awesome, Brock. That's not, I mean, that's, uh, I, I never heard that one before. Wow, so do, do you still have things, your yeah. do you still have your church uh, your church soldier? Unfortunately, no. At some point, whenever I was a kid, I decided I needed to trade all of my Star Wars for GI Joe figures, and Ooh. then GI Joe turned into baseball cards. So, oh, wow, <laughs> I went through the natural progression. You did. Well, that's that's good. That's better than staying in permanent childhood. That's <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Brock, uh, no one judges lame characters here. Don't forget that the uh, one of the hosts collects B-wing pilots. So, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad at all. Trust me. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So you carry? Did did you talk to him in church or? No, you know, he just you know pretty much like you know dive off the back of the pew and you know hide out in the Bibles and the hymnal books and all that kind of good stuff. You know, whatever. He was always on some kind of attack or mission up under them pews. Right. Did he ever fight the beast with six backs? <laughs> no, but if he had, him, he would have won. I know he would have. I think he would have. Oh, that's great. And and uh, why 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 do you do the the forty one backs? Uh, well, I don't really do those as much as I used to, but the, the reason I originally started was it was the earliest memory that I could have of, you know, Star Wars toys as a child. I can, I can you know, vividly remember getting my survival kit in the mail and, you know, or even before that, going through the process of, you know, working with my mom, my mom to get it ordered, 
you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it was just kind of a big deal. And it's one of the things that really sticks out in my head. And it just seemed like a, the way to go. That, that starburst offer on the card was something that always appealed to me as a kid. I don't know why. Maybe I liked red lettering. I don't know. Right. But it was you know, just one of those things that, you know, I, I did it. And, you know, it, it, again, most of my stuff that I collect or whatever stems from childhood memories. I mean, like, you know, the most, you know, most collectors, I suppose. But things that really stuck out are the things that I really go hard after now. Well, that's awesome, and uh, Steve. What, what else do you want to ask your uh, uh, your friend there? Yeah, okay, I, I like the old burning house question that we used to do. So, if uh, if the house is going uh, aside from from Bronx, Maggie and, and Shannon, <laughs> what would you grab <laughs> on your way out the door? Uh, I don't know. Really. I mean, I've got several things that I consider my favorite items. I mean, it has to be uh, just one. Probably, rock. it has to be just one <laughs> item. Wow. Uh, believe it or not, probably it'd be kind of a collective item. It'd be my loose figures, you know. As much as I love my prototypes, it really stems back to the the figures, you know, that made it all happen. I, I still know production things I own these days is my loose set, and you know they'd be easy to just rake right off into a bag and head out the door with on the little glass shelves drawn. So I'd really there probably just want my production loose set. Wow, but uh, yeah, see, I think my favorite thing in your collection is the the drawings from the uh, the survival kit so oh yeah uh, yeah absolutely oh i love those so brock has the the original draw you have them still right yes absolutely yep sure the, do the, the original hanging on my wall <laughs> oh man the original drawings from the back of the uh survival kit offer with the, the little gas I, at one point i was trying to collect 300 gas masks but uh <laughs> i stopped about 50 yeah, it, it's the original painting of you know the card back itself, the the backpacks and the guns and everything, and then it's all the accompanying artwork for the uh, the instruction sheet to show you how to use those gas masks and to the hand sketchings of those. And I picked those up several years ago after you know losing out on them the first time to come around, and finally secured them and absolutely love those things. Now, how long have you collected? Uh, I started back again, like a lot of people know, when Power of the Force Two first started around '95 or so. Uh, you know, went to a friend's house and even though they were releasing the toys and seeing that he had some Carter stuff that looked kind of neat, decided I had to have me a Darth Vader figure since he was my favorite character in the movie. And, you know, I went and bought one and opened it up and set it on my, you know, dresser or whatever in my bedroom whenever I was growing up. And looking at it over there, I decided he needed a stormtrooper to stand next to him because <laughs> it just felt right. And here I am, you know, 15, 16 years later. Wow. And going strong. Well, Steve already started with one of them, but should should we go right into the uh the uh so be it lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. Uh-oh. All right. So be it. All right, <laughs> rank in order the six Star Wars movies. And yes, you have to rank all six even if you don't like three or four of them. Okay. Uh you want me to go in reverse order or yes. start from the top and work my way down? Either way. Okay, uh, favorite movie of all time, Empire Strikes Back. I can remember seeing it in the theater, you know, and the revelation of Vader being Luke's, you know, father or whatever just really absolutely destroyed me as a kid, so <laughs> it's a big moment. Return of the Jedi, count me in as one of the guys that like the Ewoks. They don't bother me a bit. Um, <laughs> then New Hope, of course. Uh, after that, believe it or not, it's Phantom Menace. You know, the more I go back and I watch the, the prequels or whatever, I realize that, you know, the first one actually makes a little bit sense, and I actually enjoy it the most out of all of them. Then Revenge of the Sith, uh, for all of the action and everything that it could have been, 
race right there, and then uh, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite, and I don't, I just, I almost despise that movie. Yeah. Believe it or not, I, I, I'm there. Often, you may want to wait for your son to grow up a little bit because that that movie does get better with having a son. Uh, but I, I, I hope feel, so because it, yeah. it, it needs all the help it can get. <laughs> it, it Part of that stems back from Celebration. Uh, I believe it was three in Indianapolis where uh, they kept it running on loop in the hotel lobby. And every time I walked through the lobby, it was playing, and it just really wore on my nerves after a while. And I got to where I just don't care for it at all anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. If you were a vintage collectible or figure, what would you be? Uh, Tricky one. It's an existential question. Yeah. I mean, cause, you know, I could, I could think, you know, figure-wise, I really like the man I'm figure because every time I see it, I think of – you know, him being goofy and laughing all the time. That's kind of me. I'm just always in a, right. you know, upbeat kind of mood goofy, you know. <laughs> Call me old pancakes. After that, you were hiding, were hiding, were hiding. I love that laugh. <laughs> For whatever reason, maybe that's what I'd say. Yeah, there you go. Wow, hmm. that, that's good, CB. And do you, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Nub. Good. All right. Well, that's one way that, uh, that we agree. People try to call him Nine Nub. It's like uh, I, 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 I've called him Nyan a couple times or whatever. It's just kind of whatever comes out. But well, Nyan, recently, people call him Nine, like N-I-N-E. Yeah, I mean, it's not his name. Nah, nah. Yeah, and a lot of people call him by his last name Numb. It's not spelled that way either. So yeah. I don't even know how you're really supposed to say it. But Nunba, I don't know. <laughs> I think they made it difficult when in the modern figures they named one Ten Nub. It's like thanks. Yeah, yeah. That that was my first thought whenever I seen that thing with the modern thing. Just confuse everybody all together. <laughs> And then what is the, the one item that you want to add to your collection? What's your, your Grail item? Uh, right now, let's see, Grail item. Uh, you know, I, I've been fortunate to pick up a lot of my Grails, you know, not bragging or anything like that because, you know, I don't have as high of a Grail list as a lot of people, but I've been really fortunate to be able to acquire a lot of things that I've, you know, really wanted over time. But right now I think uh, the number one thing I might be going after that I know is somewhat obtainable uh, is the General Maydeen blueprint. Uh, I, I know it's out there, and I'd like to, you know, get my hands on it. But, I mean, the the sculpt would be fantastic. The acetate sculpt would be a grail, but I just don't know if that's realistic. But we'll shoot for that, the acetate sculpt for General Maydeen. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Aim high. <laughs> <laughs> Aim high. That's why they call it a grail, right? <laughs> that's right. And uh, we may have some listeners, too, who uh, – who secretly hate you, Brock? Because uh, you're, you're, you're the you're the league leader of the fantasy baseball league. <laughs> and, would that uh, be listeners or hosts? Oh, no, <laughs> no, that would be that would that'd be listeners. We, we think you're a wonderful uh, commissioner, the commish. But uh, uh, I'm getting excited for that. That's just right around the corner. So, it, it and is. you know, to, to kind of put it out there, or whatever. Uh, this year, I'm going to do the league just a little bit different. Uh, we're going to keep it strictly collectors. In the past, we've had some non-collectors be in the league. We're going to keep it strictly collectors here, so there's going to be a few slots opening up. So wow. I'm, I'm going to be looking for some new participants. All right. Well, then, you know, I think there might be some people here. Hey, if you're in England and you're willing to teach me about about cricket, uh, I will teach you about uh, about baseball, and you can join the league. There you go. <laughs> you know, Open to anybody and everybody. Yeah. And uh, also, one thing, you know, for people who don't know you, you know, they hear the accent, and they don't know one of my favorite things about you, Brock, for knowing you for a couple of years. Uh, who is your favorite musician? Get your girl. 
<laughs> it's Prince, believe it or not. The, the Purple Wonder, That's, artist formerly known as. I, I just love that. So I wanted to ask you a very difficult question because I, I also am a, sure. a big Prince fan. What is your favorite Prince song? Uh, probably Bambi. Bambi. One of his earliest songs. A lot of people don't know. It's one of his heavier songs and a little bit controversial, but you know, it's just one of those songs. That and Ballad of Dorothy Parker. You, you know what mine is, Brock? In, What's that? In This Bed I Scream. Absolutely. I love that. It's, what, it's, it's from his Emancipation album, the triple album, which if you yep. mix it all together, it'd be at least like one amazing album. The throwaway tracks aren't that right. bad. But the production yeah. on that song, oh, man. So anyways, I, I've always wanted to talk Prince with you a little bit. So uh, that, Anytime that's... you want to, I'll be glad to. I've been trying to get Steve, and I've been trying to convert him over there, and I just I haven't quite been able to pull yeah. it off yet. But <laughs> no, we're working on it. All Steve listens to is like Incubus. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> lost cause. He's like what, ten years old? Jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm Justin open to Bieber Prince. I'm open to it. Prince. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, it's great. It's like having having my brother uh, to you know to give me hell on the podcast, then having Brock on there to give you hell, Steve. It, uh, That's, it, it works out. out. <laughs> awesome, Brock. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for coming on for this kind yeah, of uh, abbreviated uh, trip to the. Uh, the yak yak to my face and uh yeah. anytime hopefully my we'll, pleasure thanks for having me yeah maybe maybe we'll uh if there's still some more spots you know uh we can uh try and fill them with, with listeners because i know there's people who would like to have the end of the podcast not be totally boring <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome well uh we'll, we'll uh we'll see you later down the line brock all right sounds Bye, good That was cool, man, talking to Brock. Definitely. It's a good time, always. But, uh, so not only did we speak to somebody with a fascinating uh, Kentuckian accent, we also spoke to somebody with a Swedish accent. That's right, Steve. We went back to Sweden. He's back. A little (laughs) capstone on the Vintage World Tour. So I'm just going to play... Just just a little bit of the Vintage World Tour song. And uh, we just want to catch up with Matthias for some news that I've been trying to get from him for months. But he's a very busy guy. Um, as I said, his job is staring at ketchup. Um, which, if you ever see him, ask him why his job is staring at ketchup. Uh, that's going to be the first thing I ask him. Because <laughs> it, it's really puzzling me right now. <laughs> his company literally flew him to New York to stare at ketchup. Um, but... Uh, so I asked him about that, and it's a, it's a new discovery that he made, and uh, so why don't we have a listen? Oh, I'm afraid you're J'ai bien peur de deflector shield. deflector. L'écran de protection will be quite operationnel when your tummy goes Okay, quickly, Matthias, uh, you got to go here at uh, Ron Salvatore's uh, palatial closet estate. 
the Shire. There's some thunder going on here. And uh, you got to get back down to New York City. But I had to track you down. First of all, I have to say, I just saw the movie uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Do you know what's the first word said in that movie? No, I don't remember. Fantastic. <laughs> so now we understand why you say fantastic all the time. All right, quickly, there's a recent find in Swedish Star Wars. And what is it? Can you please describe it for our listeners? It's not like a major find, but for a Swedish collector, it it was quite amazing. It was one guy uh, that posted six uh, twelve back pedal toy, uh, tw- yeah, six twelve back pedal toys, uh, and uh, before no one knew if if twelve backs were sold in Sweden, and because Playmix uh, didn't start to sell Star Wars toys until eighty two, so we found this. Uh, this guy had six 12 backs pedal toy with Swedish price stickers and uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> we, got, we got a talking Steve Austin doll here uh, competing we'll get to Mr. T in a second and plus we got this awesome display collection uh, that's being uh, shown from the closet it's amazing I can't really concentrate uh, All right. but yeah but so the, the important so thing is there were uh, Sw- Star Wars figures in Sweden in the Star Wars era Exactly, from 77, 78. Uh, and uh, they've been in a cellar on a doctor's place for ages. And he worked at this toy store during the summers. And uh, he just had them lying around and they surfaced now uh, a year ago or so. All right, and will, will you allow a picture to be shown uh, on the Kivecast show notes? Absolutely, of course. All right, fantastic. Thank you, Matthias. So I think that's uh, I think that's I think that's every single one of our features. We got Market Watch, Debate D8, kind of, uh, Yak to My Face, World Tour, Nugget from the Archive, News, Story Time, Vocab, one, Vocab. Yeah, there's only one left, and that's feedback, Steve. Let it roll. Actually, there's no there's no drop for that member. Oh. I, I killed, actually, you know, I killed the Wampa line. I paid for it, and then I got an email. There's something on the Wampa line, but I can't get it now. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? <laughs> so not not too much feedback uh, because also the email address is broken. So I would like to propose a new email address uh, for the moment. It's kivecast at gmail.com. So you can just email C-H-I-V-E-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. You can send us birthday wishes, which we will read. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I want to talk a little bit about how the show is going to change in the next year, Steve. All right. Um, so uh, I didn't have this idea last year or else I would have done it. But uh, when I reached, when I realized there's 12 months in a year, what else is there 12 of, Steve? 12 original first-of-the-line figures. That's right. So why not have it starting next month? Why don't we go through the entire – run of 93 figures if we do this for 93 months which is approximately three years by my calculations um (laughs) why don't we sort of not necessarily have it be only about you know next month would be say luke um not have it be only about luke but maybe steer the steer it towards uh nuggets from there or market watches from there to kind of give it a little bit more of a more of a a form yeah gotcha that sounds good yeah, so I think we'll we'll start that for next month. Um, I may even we may even uh, try and bring up a debate, you know, like uh, are Luke's different hair colors worth collecting? Oh boy, right? Because <laughs> the brown haired yeah. one goes for like five hundred bucks, right? 
I know it's uh it's it's you know valuable. So. Goes for like five hundred bucks. I'm sounding really intelligent over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's one way that, that they'll change. And uh, the one thing that won't change, Steve, as, as I think we're writing down here, we need to have end everything with pointless sports. <laughs> yes, so, absolutely. <laughs> I've done a little bit of research, Steve, and I figured out that England is playing Australia for oh, some boy. reason in cricket. But not Australian versus English men. No, no. It's the women. Apparently, oh, boy. women can also play cricket. So why not, Steve? I propose that one of us takes a team, and then uh, uh, roots for that team, and I'll look up the score and see which one won. So who, who do you want in this battle? Uh, England I'm going. Or Australia. I'm going. I'm going England here all the way. You want England to beat Australia? Okay. Well, no, man. If Australia doesn't win, I'm going to kill myself. Come on, Australia. Let's do it, Aussies. Let's waltz this Matilda. All over those uh, Union Jack people. <laughs> uh, okay, let's look this up. I'll go on BBC, cricket results, and the score is I, – I can't understand the score. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's right. Australia women beat England women by 52 runs. Wow. That's not a wicket. This is a wicket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see the scorecard here. It was 153 to 8. That is a whooping. It is a whooping. <laughs> Lanning uh, had 11 runs and 7 balls. Um, two fours but no sixes, which is a little bit disappointing. Poulton had 24 runs, 12 balls. Three fours and one six. Uh, there were twenty overs, and at the fall of wicket, there was a hundred thirty-seven Haynes. Man, that last one just—I was lost, but that last sentence really just put me <laughs> over the edge. I to feel tell really you the bad. Truth, the umpiring crew <laughs> was terrible. It was Abood, Kumutat, Evans, and Shelley, and Shelley has not been the same. Uh, her eyes are going. I mean, she's—I mean, Hall of Famer, first ballot. <laughs> Hall of Famer, but she's just too old. She shouldn't be out there. She totally missed the bowler Perry when he passed the cricket to Elliot. Wump wump, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next uh, next month will be our our inaugural uh, twelve back episode. We'll be starting with Luke. Um, which I guess means we have to talk to Matthias again. Well, we'll figure that out. But uh, and we'll talk to somebody. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add, Steve? I think we're good. All right, everybody. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you on the boards, and uh, we'll see you next month. Wampa Wampa. Adios. Chewbacca, Luke, and Princess Leia. They're the Star Wars early bird these action figures are not yet available, but this Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Packet is in stores with its colorful Star Wars picture display band and certificate. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. 
Star Wars, all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars legend items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.